Hello and welcome to another episode of the Change Officer podcast at the STEP Conference 2023. Amazing conference in the nice weather, nice setup here in uh, uh, Dubai Media City and uh, speaking to the world. Actually, we are speaking now to the uh, uh, Andrea Giannini, uh, originally from Bari in Italy, yeah. uh, but living in Brooklyn and uh, US uh, for the past uh, few years. Hello, Andrea, how are you? Hi, Ivan. Pretty good, pretty good. Just take the mic uh, as yes. close as possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty good. Like it's the second time here in Dubai, and I came from New York. There was minus 15 Celsius, so, <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> so yeah, it's a yeah. little warmer, even nice. Yeah, the, 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 the snowstorm passed, but the, but the weather is always there. The, the, this uh, East Coast is always yeah. Sometimes freezing. it gets miserable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> miserable even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would like to just tease a little bit the the audience and say that usually when people. Um, envision the future they, they always think about flying cars flying people and so on and uh, uh, this uh, stereotype of the future mm -hmm. is uh, actually something that your company and you are making possible yes correct like people sometimes think that all this technology is something that comes from sci-fi movies and mm -hmm. it's something that will not exist mm -hmm. right now but we say it's not true. We at ExoVolar, we build exoskeletons to make people fly. And our goal is to make our technology accessible to everyone. For first applications... Not only for professionals, like... Not uh, only no for professionals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. And I can tell you actually the story of uh, why, why it's not only for professionals. I still remember... So first of all, it's been a dream of mine since I was a kid to be able to fly. But even I'd be willing to bet you had the same dream too. <laughs> it's once in a lifetime you wake <laughs> up in the morning I say, mm, and say, I wish I could fly. You right? can bring me to pizza. <laughs> <laughs> to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, got it, got it. When I was, uh, I was born and raised in Italy, I did electrical engineering and computer science. I worked at CERN in Geneva and then I went to the, um, in Zurich at ETH. And I remember that when I was working at ETH Zurich, I learned two things. First of all, that jetpacks exist. They are not something that come out of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I mean, there's yeah. not like not just in video games. The second thing that I learned is that I cannot use them because it's, they are very hard to use. It takes sometimes hundreds of hours to learn how to use them. So I remember I was working close to the group of Raffaello D'Andrea. Raffaello D'Andrea was the founder of Kiva Systems, which is today known better as Amazon Robotics. Mm -hmm. They were developing drones. And it was so fascinating to me to think that literally millions of years ago, we started walking as humankind. Thousands of years ago, we learned how to ride horses to move faster. About hundreds of years ago, we, the, we built the first motor vehicles, and now we can fly in airplanes. And today, the, we have drones that can fly themselves. They don't need any input from the external users. But at the same time, jetpacks are hard to use, and no one can use them. So I thought maybe this is an opportunity to use the same technology that drones use, the same advancement in robotics and control engineering, and to apply them in the world of jetpacks to create something that is easy to use to everyone. Mm. So fast forward to two years, and I did that. So at XOLR, we are using the same technology that SpaceX used in landing rockets, and we repurpose it to help a human being keep balance in midair. Mm. So uh, when you say it's exoskeleton, do you have to wear it all, all the way or how, how, how do you... Yeah, so in the future, 
we want to be the full exoskeleton mm -hmm. and now it's uh, only partly an exoskeleton yes you have to wear it and uh, the new prototype that we have you can actually walk with it and the idea of using an exoskeleton is that for instance when you fly in an elevator mm -hmm. you don't feel the weight of the elevator right mm -hmm. the same time when you fly in even a jet suit, you don't want to feel the weight of the fuel. Yeah. So having an exoskeleton that is like an augmented human body to carry the weight of the fuel mm. will make the entire experience more natural. Yeah. Okay, so, so and then the uh, so, so basically we are talking about uh, Iron Man suit. Correct, in part. Yeah. The, 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 for the for the agnostics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's an Iron Man suit that you want to build. How far we are from there? Not Iron Man suit, but how far we are uh, from envisioning? So your startup is uh, yeah. uh, now two years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, how far we are to, to, to make it? Uh, yeah, so the startup is uh, about almost, I think, three years now, mm -hmm. but I joined two years ago uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, as co-founder. Uh -huh. So we are already flying in a tethering system. So we have a prototype that can fly in a huge tripod for safety reason and we can hover. Uh -huh. And we are going to fly untethered by the end of this year. So it's not something that is going to happen in the future. End by of the end this of year. this year, at the end of 2023, we are going to fly completely untethered. Yeah. And then we already have other competitors that are flying around already. The difference between us and other competitors in that the, first of all, I want to mention Gravity Industries for different reasons. First of all, I those are the guys that inspire me to start my company. And name, Richard, name, Brown, uh, Richard Browning is the founder uh -huh. of Gravity. And uh, uh, I still remember when I was in Zurich, when I had the idea of using modern uh, advancement in control and robotic engineering in the world of jetpacks, mm -hmm. I reached out to him. Oh, yeah. And the beauty is that he answered to me. Oh. I was a student and he answered in 24 hours. And we started talking. I didn't have any idea of how I could make the world of jetpacks yeah. more accessible. But I remember I told him, look, I'm a good student, I don't know how, but I think I can make your technology <laughs> more accessible to everyone. Uh, but at the same time, I was working at the PhD. Did you, did you I, stay in touch? Uh, yeah, we stayed in touch. Uh, well, not at the time, yeah. but after I moved to XOLR, uh, my co-founder, Hal, reached out to him, and uh, he gave us a couple of uh, good suggestions on Is the he working factor. on something like that? He Because he is the uh, role model of yours, but is he yeah. working on something like that? He's working on, well, what they, how they fly, they use four turbojet engines, two around each hand, uh -huh. and actually it's five, and one behind the back. And they rely a lot on your upper body strength and your ability to keep balance in midair. Uh -huh. So they are a little bit later staged than us, but their technology does not allow you to fly hands-free. And that's the key difference between our technology and anything else. So you will be something like, uh, when you say without hands, but you are controlling it by your body movements. Is yes, it? Okay. correct. And it will be some kind of a flying segue. Yes, 100%. Yeah. You're correct. So, so maybe a few minutes of learning how to fly and then you And go. then you can fly. And that's beautiful because um, we have many applications, but we are focusing right now on first response. There are places where helicopters cannot land or take off, especially in disaster zones, mm -hmm. like what's happening right now in Turkey and Syria. Hundreds of people die every year because they cannot receive medical attention on time. Mm -hmm. In those situations, the first responders in a jet suit can literally save lives. Mm -hmm. But there is another advantage. We don't want to stop there. By 2025, we want to open the first flight park facility so that anyone can truly experience a tethered flight experience in one of our jet suits. Oh. And we can do that thanks to our technology. We have a patent for it, uh, it's called thrust vectoring, uh, which again is very similar to the one used by SpaceX in landing rockets. Mm -hmm. That not only allows you to fly hands-free, but it cut down the training time from hundreds of hours to little to no training time at all. 
so that you can literally learn how to fly in a few minutes. And that's actually even the key to scalability. Where this park will be? We are thinking to open the first flight park here in Dubai. Here in Dubai? Yeah, yeah. It seems like the right place to be. It's creating an amazing entrepreneurial hub spot and it's attracting so many people from all over the world. And it's funny that I didn't even know about Dubai a few years ago. Oh. So, yeah. No, no, the, the, the thing is that, that, that you are on the right place because uh, Dubai is, and this is not paid ad for Dubai, this is really some telling my, my uh, experience of living in Dubai for 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, wow. uh, is uh, if you want to be the, the, the fastest, the first, the tallest, the, <laughs> the uh, I don't know, the, the, the biggest or whatnot, everything the with the, uh, with, the, with the superlative that comes with uh, uh, in range of Dubai. So when you were speaking, I was like, who I would like to uh, go to that park, you know, like, and it would be good. And then when you said it was Dubai, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense uh, for, uh, for this uh, to happen here in Dubai. Let's see. So, so yeah. if you are saying that you will have untethered uh, flight uh, by the end of this year, yeah. and uh, that you have a plan for a park, that means that it could happen even now. Like uh, you are, you are there with technology. Yes, that, we are there with the technology. Uh, uh, so basically, yeah. by the end of the year, we could have this flying, uh, f flying people park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In in uh, in Dubai. Let's say the one anywhere. thing is to build the suit. The other thing is to build the park. So it's going to take some time for it to build the infrastructure around it. Yeah. But yes, by the end of this year, we're going to fly untethered. And what I mean by that is that there are my en engineers in the company mm -hmm. and my co-founder are currently working mm -hmm. to the new prototype right now in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And uh, we demonstrated hovering. Um, about a year and a half ago, and now we are we are working for test flight. Actually, in the next few months. So I really hope it's going to happen way before the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, uh, th there was some uh, uh, I, I know just following social media. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there were some uh, uh, test flights with uh, jetpacks uh, yeah. here, uh, flying with uh, planes and everything. Correct. Uh, do, do you know those flights? I know. They, yeah, maybe you're referring to Jetman Dubai. Yes, they are actually here in Dubai. Uh, and they are another of the pioneers of this technology. Uh, they do not fly hands-free neither. They have uh, little controllers mm -hmm. in the hands. Um, and uh, we, are, we definitely are taking inspiration from them to build a technology that will allow you to fly hands-free. Mm -hmm. um, actually, it's um, the story of the Flyman Dubai. It's really inspiring. Uh, he, he died a few years ago. Yeah. The company is still open, uh, but yeah. yeah, unfortunately he had an accident in mid-air. That's why we're working so hard to making it safe first before opening to the public. That's why I mentioned we are going to fly on Tether by the end of this year. But the first are you flying? Did I you hope so, yeah. You know what's funny? The first suit that we built, we were completely bootstrapped. So we paid with our own money and we couldn't afford the big engines. So the first suit that we built, I was too heavy for it. So that's why my co-founder, mm -hmm. I mean, you saw how tall I am. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, how, how, how tall are I'm you? I'm 205 in meters, 6'8 oh, oh. in... Oh uh, my God. Yeah. With a, with, a, with a promising basketball career behind you, yeah? Yeah, I yeah. was a semi-professional basketball yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. I, still, uh, were, I played a college-level basketball uh -huh, when uh -huh. I was uh, in Bari, and then at 16 years old, I, I moved alone in the north of Italy to play basketball. Oh, professional. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah.
so so you were saying about the being heavy for the yeah that was the first so, so you, you want to say you want to say if i want to fly <laughs> that would be even better <laughs> challenge for your technology yeah, yeah you know yeah. it's interesting because uh, one of the recent investor is the the draper startup house mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is backed by team draper and i met him a couple of weeks ago at leap and as soon as he saw me team draper is very tall it's like i don't know probably 190 and he saw me i like these guys because if they can fly <laughs> i can fly if he can fly i can definitely fly too so yeah Yeah. yeah, the next one I'm gonna fly for sure. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned that uh, you're collaborating with uh, VJ and uh, Techstars and. Uh, uh yeah, uh, not directly with VJ. Uh, we are Techstars anywhere. You know, Techstars yeah. is a startup accelerator, yes, 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 and we, they have facilities all around the world. Uh, we were with uh, Ryan Cooter from uh, mm -hmm. San Diego, and we were Techstars anywhere, which is a, basically a partly virtual, partly in-person program. Mm -hmm. So we did one week in Miami, one week in Austin, and then mm -hmm. one week in San Diego. And if I can say something about Techstars, Techstars Please. really, really changed. Uh, it's a startup accelerator that comes with funding too, but that's not really the big part of Techstars. What's really big about Texas is the power of the network. And I'll give you two examples. The first one, I was in Austin, and it was a networking event. And it was a friend of mine, mm -hmm. um, Garrett from Pipe Dream, uh, speaking on stage. Mm -hmm. They build underground tunnels that are very small to basically uh, send small packets between cities. Uh -huh. like, like the pipes that were used yeah. in the 50s, in the 60s, in the yeah, old yeah, buildings, in the buildings, right? yeah. 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 And they have a great cost per mile figure. So mm -hmm. I asked him from the from the audience because I wanted to help him out. Yeah. And not that he needed, but and then he stopped the entire audience and he said, if there is any investor in the room, go talk to that guy because he has the coolest company ever. That's how I got connected to uh, Katie Russell. And uh, she is the managing director of the Draper Startup House. Wow. So we did the first interview, second interview, podcast for interview, and then they made an offer. Podcast for interview. Yeah, yeah the, the, we did a, a podcast, then another interview, a fourth interview. No, no, but it's interesting that. that I didn't hear that podcasts are used as an interview. No, no, selection. I meant I, I, that, uh, the podcast and then the fourth fourth interview after the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, okay. But, but yeah, but they still, did the podcast and as then a part they, they of the process, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's actually a great podcast, yeah, yeah. I suggested to watch it too. It's, Please, uh, we will link it below, just send us the yeah, link yeah, and I definitely will. it will. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, basically, you are here today at the STEP conference in order to uh, try to uh, um, engage people into investing or, or, or or uh, uh, making happen the park that you want to make here. Yes, exactly. We are here mostly for networking, get connected to potential partners and investors. And uh, I, I came at STEP as an exhibitor last year in Riyadh. And after that, STEP invited me as a speaker. So mm -hmm. today we had a panel on air mobility and we talked about the problem of mobility in MENA and potential clean tech solutions that are also cost effective. It's an amazing place. I mean, I'd be more than happy to come back. I will come back for sure. Yeah. Definitely, if you're making park, you have to live here some, <laughs> for some time. <laughs> yeah. And it's a beautiful place to live in. It is. And uh, uh, just a question. Uh, you mentioned several times that you are using the technology that uh, Tesla is using, uh, SpaceX, SpaceX. Is, SpaceX is using. Uh, but uh, basically, I wanted to ask you, did, did you try to reach out to Elon Musk at any point? Uh, not or yet. SpaceX? No, no, and, and, and uh, I didn't try to reach out to SpaceX. Okay, Elon Musk but yet. Elon, if you are watching this, <laughs> <laughs> and we contact Andrea uh, because I think you are on the same path or something, you know. Yeah. Even even, even commuting on Mars, you know, like uh, could be good in this. Uh, suit yeah, scene. using a jet suit. Yeah, we need to a little bit to a change of technology to be working on Mars. The air is very rarefied, but it is possible. So even ah, yeah, because it's jet engine. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's because their jet engine is not yeah. rocket engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think there is a possibility to actually use it in Mars as well. 
Amazing. Andrea, thank you very much for this inspiring and uh, futuristic talk. Uh, I wish you all the best with this. And, and let's uh, try to keep up and uh, meet uh, next time you're in Dubai and see how it goes. And please, uh, if it comes to the uh, starting the park, I think our podcast should be the one to say it first to the audience. Awesome. So, you know what? I, we also have a, a wait list. I'll be more than happy to add you to the wait list as well. Uh, is it weight like waiting or a weight like kilos list? <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, thank you very much for your time. Uh, this is uh, kind of the changes we are talking about in the Change Officer podcast. Uh, of, of course, share us, like us, and subscribe to us. If you want to hear more inspiring and futuristic stories, just one like Andrea spoke to us right now. Thank you.